Part Eight of Shakespeare's Sonnets. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Clett. The Sonnets by William Shakespeare. Part Eight, Sonnets seventy-one to eighty. Seventy-one. No longer mourn for me when I am dead. Then you shall hear the surly sullen bell give warning to the world that I am fled, from this vile world with vilest worms to dwell. Nay, if you read this line, remember not the hand that writ it. For I love you so, that I in your sweet thoughts would be forgot, if thinking on me then should make you woe. Oh, if, I say, you look upon this verse, when I perhaps compounded am with clay, do not so much as my poor name rehearse, but let your love even with my life decay. Lest the wise world should look into your moan, and mock you with me after I am gone. 72. Oh, lest the world should task you to recite what merit lived in me, that you should love after my death. Dear love, forget me quite. For you in me can nothing worthy prove, Unless you would devise some virtuous lie, To do more for me than mine own desert, And hang more praise upon deceased eye, Than niggard truth would willingly impart. O oh, lest your true love may seem false in this, That you for love speak well of me untrue, My name be buried where my body is, And live no more to shame, nor me, nor you. For I am shamed by that which I bring forth, And so should you, to love things nothing worth. 73. That time of year thou mayest in me behold, When yellow leaves, or none, or few, Do hang upon those boughs which shake against the cold, Bare ruined choirs, where late the sweet birds sang, in me thou seest the twilight of such day, As after sunset fadeth in the west, Which by and by black night doth take away, Death's second self that seals up all in rest. In me thou seest the glowing of such fire, That on the ashes of his youth doth lie, As the death-bed whereon it must expire, Consumed with that which it was nourished by. This thou perceivest, which makes thy love more strong, To love that well, which thou must leave ere long. 74. But be contented, when that fell arrest Without all bail shall carry me away, My life hath in this line some interest, Which for memorial still with thee shall stay. When thou reviewest this, thou dost review the very part was consecrated to thee. The earth can have but earth, which is his due. My spirit is thine, the better part of me. So then thou hast but lost the dregs of life, the prey of worms, my body being dead. The coward conquest of a wretch's knife, too base of thee to be remembered. The worth of that is that which it contains, And that is this, and this with thee remains. 
75. So are you to my thoughts as food to life, or as sweet-seasoned showers are to the ground, and for the peace of you I hold such strife as twixt a miser and his wealth is found. Now proud as an enjoyer, and anon doubting the filching age will steal his treasure, now counting best to be with you alone, then bettered that the world may see my pleasure, sometime all full with feasting on your sight, and by and by clean starved for a look, possessing or pursuing no delight, save what is had or must from you be took. Thus do I pine and surfeit day by day, or gluttoning on all, or all away. 76. Why is my verse so barren of new pride, so far from variation or quick change? Why with the time do I not glance aside to new-found methods, and to compounds strange? Why write I still, all one, ever the same, and keep invention in a noted weed, that every word doth almost tell my name, showing their birth, and where they did proceed? Oh, no, sweet love, I always write of you, and you and love are still my argument, so all my best is dressing old words new, spending again what is already spent. For as the sun is daily new and old, so is my love still telling what is told. 77. Thy glass will show thee how thy beauties wear, thy dial how thy precious minutes waste, these vacant leaves thy mind's imprint will bear, and of this book this learning mayst thou taste. The wrinkles which thy glass will truly show, of mouthed graves will give thee memory. Thou by thy dial's shady stealth mayst know time's thievish progress to eternity. Look, what thy memory cannot contain, commit to these waste blanks, and thou shalt find those children nursed, delivered from thy brain, to take a new acquaintance of thy mind. These offices, so oft as thou wilt look, shall profit thee, and much enrich thy book. 78. So oft have I invoked thee for my muse, and found such fair assistance in my verse, as every alien pen hath got my use, and under thee their poesy disperse. Thine eyes that taught the dumb on high to sing, and heavy ignorance aloft to fly, have added feathers to the learned's wing, and given grace a double majesty. Yet be most proud of that which I compile, whose influence is thine, and born of thee. In others' works thou dost but mend the style, and arts with thy sweet graces graced be. But thou art all my art and dost advance as high as learning, my rude ignorance. 79. Whilst I alone did call upon thy aid, my verse alone had all thy gentle grace, but now my gracious numbers are decayed, and my sick muse doth give an other place. 
I grant, sweet love, thy lovely argument deserves the travail of a worthier pen. Yet what of thee thy poet doth invent, he robs thee of, and pays it thee again? He lends thee virtue, and he stole that word from thy behaviour. Beauty doth he give, and found it in thy cheek. He can afford no praise to thee, but what in thee doth live. Then thank him not for that which he doth say, since what he owes thee, thou thyself dost pay. 80. Oh, how I faint when I of you do write! Knowing a better spirit doth use your name, And in the praise thereof spends all his might, To make me tongue-tied speaking of your fame. But since your worth, wide as the ocean is, The humble as the proudest sail doth bear, My saucy bark, inferior far to his, On your broad main doth wilfully appear. Your shallowest help will hold me up afloat, whilst he upon your soundless deep doth ride. Or being racked, I am a worthless boat, he of tall building and of goodly pride. Then if he thrive, and I be cast away, the worst was this, my love was my decay. End of Part 8